It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of One Out, One Back. Plenty of news from the world of harness racing and trotting. Look forward to some big meetings coming up, some special guests on the program, all on this edition of One Out, One Back. You're with Andrew Cuse, joining us in the HRV studios. Of course, Cody Winnell and Toby McKinnon. How are you both? Gents, how are we this morning? Uh, next door to perfect, Cody. That's the spirit. What a time it is to be alive. Vic Bread Super Series, Elder Baron for the Trotters, Alabar for the Pacers. Gee, we're seeing some great racing at the moment, Andrew. We certainly are. We've got some special guests to come, but we might, in fact, uh, start by talking about the Vic Bread Super Series. Yeah, absolutely. We should, Toby. Uh, firstly, the Heat Nights, how have you found them? I mean, gee, we've had some exciting racing and Heat Days as well. Yeah, and it continues on tonight into Kilmore. So plenty of plenty of action tonight at Kilmore and uh, into uh, Saturday night's the big night for the Pacers semifinals. And we've got a lot to go through with uh, Saturday night kicking off with the two-year-old Phillies in uh, race one, Cody. Yeah, absolutely. We've got Majita, $1.35 favourite. Quick at market. Look at with tab.com.au. Majita, $1.35 from gate two. Uh, does look really, really hard to beat. $8 for Amelia Rose. $6.50 Alice K. It's the second favourite. Um, pretty big odds the rest. Real and spectacular. $15. Uh, Majita was pretty good, uh, Toby. Yeah, outstanding. It, it, last year was a lesson to be learnt last year. Nearly all the favourites won the semi-final night. I don't think we have to get too cute. Although, having said that, I think summertime drawn barrier eight inside second row should get a good run through on the inside and was three dollars eighty the place last i looked and it'll be definitely running on with mojita just the one to beat yeah absolutely i think you've summed it up pretty well there um i just thought summertime maybe was entitled to finish second the other night but uh, the long uh sprint lane straight there at melton certainly will help her cause race two is the two-year-old colts and geldings first semi-final and uh, a quick look at the market and any fluctuations we've seen so far here we have Miragon who's been very heavily backed into a dollar seventy for the Emma Stewart trained uh, runner this horse has been really exciting so far uh, Toby and looks uh, a super um, one to follow going forward and also for this series but the same can be said for Beale Street $4.40 the Tiger Army $3.60 for Laura Crossland uh, they're the three main chances in the market Beale Street was very good too the other night it was but drawn inside second row is not going to be advantageous to this horse. Miragon should get a random early and get up to the front. It'll be the first horse around there. Very hard to beat. $1.70 looks value to me. We swing back to the Phillies for the two-year-olds in race three at Melton on Saturday night and the very exciting treasure has drawn outside the back row. Gate number 13. Again for that all-conquering Emma Stewart stable. Uh, to be driven by Amanda Turnbull. $2.90. The favourite's actually Gemstone for Emma Stewart. Drawn gate six for Chris Elford at $2.20 with tab.com.au and $3.10 for Artem Mead. Drawn gate three. Another of the Stewart runners. I like Treasure here. Well, I can't split him. And who who can split him? Who can tell at this stage? Throw the all three in with a trifecta and box them up, codes. There you go. I uh, I do. I think they're all they're all exciting. Obviously, I just think Treasure might have a bit of X factor. Race for the Ultimate Machete Vic Bread Super Series four year old mare's first semi final. Um, and uh, in the fourth, we've got Pistol Abbey, very short dollar fifty from the pole. Uh, just having a look down, major occasion, $4.60, second favourite, $7 Nostra Beach and Frankincense, eight fifty. Again, is it a Stuart domination? 
I think it's a Stuart domination, but I'm not sure it'll go the way of Pistol Abbey. She seems to need to wind up in her races, and if she's she's buried on the on the markers behind the leader, I don't know if she'll really ping. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm leaning towards Nostra Beach. In I this like one. I like your uh, lateral thinking, but I am going to say that I reckon she pings just beautifully, and I reckon she'll ping home on the fence. But let's wait and see. Race five, the Rock and Roll Heaven Vic Bread Super Series, four-year-old males first semi-final, um, and in this race we've got the favourite two dollars. 23 summers, Russell, Jack and Karen Manning uh, in very good form and has been for a long time. $4.10 major might be some value from the back row for Emma Stewart and Chris Elford. $3.80 for Joni N for Jess Tubbs, who's having a great run with Candyman. Greek Sugar's in the cart. Again, uh, hard to go past Tam Major, I think, for Emma Stewart at $4, if it can get around relatively cheaply. And I think Bully's Delight from the pole, Cody. Again, another horse that should get a cheap run on the market pegs and can definitely run a place at $4 the drum. Then we go on to the next one. We better whip through these. The three-year-old Colts and Gelding semi-final. Hurricane Harley's $1.75. Very exciting horse. Centenario. Haven't these two horses had some battles? It's $2.70 drawn outside the second row. Hopefully these two horses are in the same paddock together at Emma Stewart. They seem to be in every race together. They know each other well, don't <laughs> they? They would know each other well. And again, it'll almost be a drive-off here. David Moran, Chris Elford. David Moran on Hurricane Ali. Chris Elford on Centenario. Don't rule out catch a moment. And Brevity, it's $12 Brevity. And, and it was the only heat winner in this race. But can you imagine it's $12? It's incredible. It's um, it's it's really improved too. Going to the next race, the three-year-old Colts and Gelding. Second semi-final, Demon Delight, $1.85. Up against I'm Sir Blake, $2.60. They were the two horses that I think were the most impressive the other night. I can't really split them here. I'm surprised we've got an odds-on favourite, Tobe. Oh, I'm not. I'm a Demon Delight man. I think Jason Bonington might be uh, leaning towards I'm Sir Blake. Mm. And I'm Blake Redden's a big fan of Blake um, and the horse as well, I'm Sir Blake. So, But I'm a Demon Delight man here. I just think it can get across relatively easy. Crime Rider will come across hard. It can follow Crime Rider across, and I think it'll get there. And Demon Delight, it was outstanding. Standing in the heat. I'm Sir Blake cost $4,000 at the Shepherd and Sale. The Shepherd and Sale, of course, coming up. That's an amazing story. We might delve into that a bit deeper uh, next week, should it get through to the uh, next round, and I think it probably will. As we look at the four-year-old males, this is the eighth race, and $1.60 for Major Times versus $2.40 rack up Tiger Pie. I'm going against the market here. I like the Tiger Pie. Well, you and I, we might have to have some side wages because Major Times just wins, gets to the lead. <laughs> Rack him up, Tiger Pie. He'll be driving a, just a tad conservative to make sure it gets into the final. Yeah, OK. Well, we, we'll wait and see. But uh, there you go. It's better radio if we disagree, Tate. It's good. As we go to the next one, we're having a look here. The two-year-old uh, Colts and Geldings for the Super Series pandering. $1.30 in race nine from gate two for the all-conquering Emma Stewart stable. Adapter's been very heavily backed, though. Open $13 into $4.80. It's only had the one flop. But uh, can it bounce straight back, Tobe? It was amazing at its first start at Bendigo. It was somewhat disappointing running sixth in the heat, but it did only have to run in a certain position. If it's if it's done better for the run, if it's if it's gained a bit of fitness or whatever, it might have been a minor issue at, at Bendigo in the heat. It will definitely improve adapt on the basis of its first run. And you Charlie Hemmer for Michael Stanley. I think this horse is much better than its heat run uh, indicates. He said it would have needed the run. He expected it to go better each run in the series. And I think at $23 and $2.70, it's a sort of a $1 the win, $4 the place job. You nice. Charlie Hammer. Nice. On to the next one. Soho Burning Love in the four-year-old mare's second semi-final. A short price favour, $1.55. I'm Princess Jenna uh, Gemma from the Leroy O'Brien stable, $3. This horse, I think, cost $1,000 at the sale at Shepparton. 
I'm Princess Gemma. Extraordinary. So he, so he spent five thousand dollars, got two horses in, and they should both make the final. I reckon between the two of us, we could offer him ten. I he could double his money. Soho Burning Love, dollar fifty-five. I'm Princess Gemma, three dollars. I can't really disagree with any of that. I did like Idea Velocity of the place, but it's come up two dollars twenty. So take it or leave it. Going on to the next one, two to go. This is the three-year-old Phillies second semi-final. Two times better, a dollar sixty-five. Kate Gath for Emma Stewart. Uh, $3 for Vina May, and uh, they're probably the main two with Mona Mia in the single figures at $9, Tobe. Uh, be looking for margin-type betting for two times better. We'll win by two lengths or three lengths. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> what a summary. And then in the, what about the second uh, of the semifinals? We have a dollar four shot here in Kualoa. Looks pretty prohibitive and looks pretty hard to beat. Uh, single tree road has had no luck at the barrier draw, drawing barrier 12 at $18. Uh, Kualoa by double the margin, two times better will win by. This is Toby giving his margin tips. It's great to uh, hear. So uh, looking forward to Saturday night. It's one of the great nights of racing of the year. It's the Super, uh, Vic Breed Super Series semi-finals. We'll have all the barrier draws at the trots.com.au, and I can't wait to get into it. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. And joining us on One Out, One Back, uh, Cody and Toby is Emmett Brosnan. He's there now on the show. Good morning, Emmett. How are you this morning? Good, thanks, boys. Yeah. Not nice, fresh morning down Geelong Way, I'd imagine. It is. Yeah, yeah, up early and uh, nice and crisp. Tell you what, there's been ice about on my car lately. I was down the Geelong Way the other the other morning, Tobe. Very early start, Emmett, and uh, opened the door. The ice just cracking off the uh, the door. Extraordinary stuff at the moment. Yeah, no, it's probably um, a bit worse once you uh, hit the track, but you know, you've got to get them done. So. Uh, you know, it's all part of it. Now, speaking of getting them done, uh, Emmett, first uh, tonight at Kilmore in race seven, number one, Ma Mucker. He's a, uh, a emerging trotter. He's only a T1 taking on some better class horses, but he's, his form of late has been tremendous running some seconds. How do you think he'll fare tonight? Yeah, obviously it's his tough assignment uh, at this stage, but he is probably in that progressive stage where each run he's He's gone a little bit better um, going forward, I think, since he won both placing behind handy tights. He's actually probably performed better again. So, um, no, I don't think he'll um, he'll uh, be out of his depth on uh, on Thursday night. Emmett, just having a look back through his uh, his form, the only time he's uh, this horse has drawn gate one, he uh, he looks to have broken at the start and actually didn't finish that race. Um, what sort of gate speed has uh, Ma Mucker got, and uh, what are your thoughts from gate one? Can you take advantage of that? Yeah, actually, um, yeah, that's a good point. Like he, he probably he was quite inexperienced that night at Ballarat. You know, I think it might have only been his third start, um, and his. I was actually really happy with his, um, how he came out at, at Geelong. I probably could have um, pushed him out a little bit uh, further again. I really just let him do how uh, come out how he wanted to. But um, I think he will actually be able to take advantage of that. He's a he's a lot more uh, confident horse now than what he was, uh, you know, that last preparation. Sure. Now, the story behind this horse, Emmett, there's one that I'm quite familiar with, and it was bred by um, Steve McCallum, who passed away a couple of years ago. Can you fill us in a bit on the story since then? Yeah, it's, you know, really, it's um, it's pretty inspirational story about, you know, how harness racing and, and horses can sort of, you know, bring families and friends together in times of sort of, you know, that 
the you know tragedy and so forth. Like unfortunately, Steve was you know he was a passionate harness racing guy. He was a young man. I think um, he lost the battle to cancer at only the age of 27. Um, I'd driven a few horses for him in those early stages, and um, and after he he passed away, um, the, his um, parents Greg and and uh, Terry Ann and his brother uh, Andy and um, his wife Tanya and some family and friends and even my my um, my parents in law um, Gary and uh, Jerry and Debbie uh, all got together and, and they've um, they've got together and uh, taken the horse forward and I've taken the horse on and um, yeah we're sharing the sort of the journey together. Was a very well respected person, uh, Steve Toby. Yeah, he was on the uh, board of directors at age 27 at Yarra Valley Racing, and uh, was involved in the sport. He was an accountant by trade, and a very popular young fella, and a very good little cricketer as well. Um, and uh, and I'm proud proud to say he was a good friend of mine, actually. No, fantastic. Well, let's hope Ma Mucker runs a, a really good race uh, tonight. Emma, just while we've got you, we should ask about how things are going with the stable, um, and also you're you're one of the uh, the first partnerships because you and uh, your father Richard. Uh, train in partnership with each other. A little, could you give the listeners a little bit of background on Richard? I'm aware that over in New Zealand he was a, a very good uh, performer. I think he won an Inter Dominion. Yeah, no, Dad's had a lot of success. Uh, like he's had a, a pretty celebrated career in New Zealand. Um, you know, he's won probably most of the, the bigger races over there. So, and somewhere close to that uh, down the track, then you know, I'd be pretty happy. But yeah, he's won New Zealand Cups and Inter Dominions and. And you know road cuts and so forth in, in New Zealand, and um, he came over he, he sort of semi-retirement and decided to. I've got a brother and sister already in Victoria as well as me, so mum and dad decided to move over late last year, and um, we decided we'd uh, push a few horses around together and yeah, having a lot of fun doing it. Has it increased your enjoyment? Uh, would you say, Emmett? Has it sort of you know inspired you uh, to that to that next level? Now I imagine it'd be it'd be good uh, good fun being able to train with your father and have this sort of setup and build something exciting with him. Oh, it is. Like uh, before Dad came over, I was probably restricted to one or two horses, and um, now that Dad has come over, it just makes it a more viable option to have a few more horses and, and work. And um, yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing it, and we've had a Absolutely. Horses like Better Bopper and Bopper Jet and Sunbody, uh, they've been going great. So keep up the good work, Emmett. And good luck tonight in the Elder Baron Park Big Bread Super Series with Ma Muck. I hope it uh, runs a big race. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Good luck to Emmett uh, there. Now, um, we're about to hear a minute or two from Les Chapman about the uh, Redwood uh, uh, classic, of course, and the upcoming train trip uh, where bookings are available now. Uh, it's a big event, isn't it? And it's becoming um, a real um, festive occasion around the celebration of the Trotter. Oh, absolutely it is. The whole day is an extraordinary day, uh, the Redwood experience, isn't it, Toby? And it's probably become more, well, definitely has become more so in the last couple of years since the Redwood Rattlers come on the scene. What a fantastic initiative that was, and uh, it's grown every year. 
Yeah, I was fortunate enough to go on the first one, and I haven't missed one yet. It's a tremendous day. It's like a live Twitter feed on the train. All the uh, shenanigans going on between the uh, <laughs> between the punters on the way up to to the Redwood. Uh, the train heads off from Southern Cross Station, stops at Melton and Ballarat, picks people up along the way. It's yep. a fantastic way to go to the trots. You get a beautiful country hearty meal for lunch. You get a ticket in the punters club. You get tickets to the TAB. It is just a fantastic day. You get pizza on the way home. There's a bar there, there's a cafe, you have a coffee in the morning. It's on the 4th of August and it's a classic race day as well. They do a great job up there at Maryborough. The train ride will be uh, fantastic. You get your own little compartments there. You can have these the old leather seats. These are the old trains. These are not the new new age carpet sort of seats. Well, let's hear what uh, Les Chapman had to say because uh, this Sunday the early bird price uh, does close off. Popular, uh, it's been a great fillet for the club, Andrew. We've uh, it's become uh, a popular way to get to the races. So people enjoy getting on the train, and of course, there's uh, hospitality provided on the train. Um, plenty of people sit down and study the form, and uh, oh, it's a great way to get to the uh, get to the races, and it's very comfortable. The carriages on the train are the ones from the uh, the old overlanding from. Uh, from Adelaide, those carriages, so they're very luxurious. So it's a, it's a great trip. All right, well, let's uh, encourage people to book and uh, do so, given we're getting close to your meeting, and we'll speak to you again closer to the uh, 2nd through 4th of August. But uh, for those that have not caught the train up or those that have, uh, just explain roughly uh, it leaves in the morning, it comes back at the end of the day, and does ticket price on the train include the admission and so on? Just what's your advice to people out there that might say, hey, that sounds like a great trip, not only a uh, a day at the Harness, but a good trip as well. And in, f- in fact, how long the journey takes? Okay, so the train leaves uh, Southern Cross Station approximately 8.30 on Sunday morning. Uh, arrives at Maryborough, all things being equal, 11.30. Gives us 15 to 20 minutes to get the people from the station onto the coach and to the track in time for the first race. That's the plan. Uh, like the year before last, so just missed the first last year. I think they were there for the first. The train leaves uh, Southern Cross, stops at Bacchus Marsh, uh, Melton, Ballarat uh, on the way up. And, of course, uh, it's a uh, at the end of the races, we coach the people back to the Maribyrnong Station and uh, they make their way home. So bookings available now, of course. That was Les Chapman. And, and Les wanted to make the point, it is a, a big day for a lot of people, Cody and Toby, that um, there is the option. You can pay an additional, I think it's 15 or $20. If you want to come back on the coach and get back quicker, they're offering that this year because it is a long, long day and night. Some people, I think, like the train, as you say. Mm. You hop in the carriage, you've had a big day, you have a bit of a nap or have a yep. bit of a, a chat. But if people want to come back by coach, they can do so as well. No, and I think it's a wonderful initiative, Toby. It's one of those things like uh, if you're coming down the mountain on the, on the freeway and you're just a little bit nervous that you won't get to the bottom, you can just ease into that emergency lane and just sort of exit that last bit of the journey. <laughs> and jump on the bus and head home. It will be the great man, Les Chapman's last uh, Redwood day is he will be retiring from really? his services. Yeah, so he's been, he's been up there as club manager for about the last 90 years, so um, he'd be, it'd be well, well-deserved retirement for Les. And uh, I should just jump in and say the trots.com.au, jump on there. There's a big banner at the top. Click on that Redwood Rattler banner and you can book through the website. Uh, you won't regret it. If you haven't done it before, get involved this year, Sunday, August 4th. 
Of course, on Sunday past, we had the Terrelgan Cup and Kyle Galley, who looks after Warrigal, is doing a uh, lot of research into a book on the history. So he's keeping the dream alive from the Terrelgan history. They also, of course, gave away a sulky, a doozer sulky on the weekend. I spoke to uh, Kyle last weekend. Yeah, we've probably done this for about three or four years now and through the Warrigal Light Harness Club, who um, bankrolled the purchase of the sulky and the doozer sulky company who put it all together as well. Uh, which is an engineering firm that's based out on um, the southeastern side of Melbourne as well, and they're harness racing people too. So uh, we organise for a sulky uh, for this particular race, and then what we do is each trainer who has a starter in the race, if you have one starter or if you have three or four, it doesn't matter, you have one ticket in it, and then what will happen is everybody will nominate a representative, will come up and do a draw before the race, they'll come up and pick out an envelope, and then everyone will open their envelopes, and inside one of those envelopes is a form that says you have won the do's of Sulky. So it's fantastic to see the winner's reaction because people, you know, you think, oh, I've got a one in ten chance, but when you pull the envelope out, you actually won it, you know. And as you say, nine times out of ten, the people who win it are the ones that really need it. So it's great to see. And you've had situations in the past where someone's won the Sulky in the, I don't know, hour before you draw it, and they've then suddenly said, well, that's what will hook up for the race itself. They are so uh, wrapped that they've won this brand-new piece of equipment, for want of a better term, they actually use it in the race. Yeah, exactly right, yeah, yeah. So we'll draw it on Sunday before the race. I think the final's about 2.30 or a little bit before. So we'll do the draw, and um, hopefully we'll have that uh, shown live on our Facebook page as well, which we... It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Kyle Galley there from uh, Warrigal. Just one aspect of social media, well done to Warrigal on HRV because I did notice on the Warrigal Twitter account that a live feed of the afternoon for three or four hours, which is a terrific way of getting the harness word out there. And the other thing about social media, Toby and Cody, I want to applaud Warrigal. They must have the, the greatest Twitter address in the history of sport or codes, whether they got in first, but their Twitter address is Warrigal. I mean, that's like mm. getting the very first of a number plate. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't agree. Cody, what do you like... think? Of, and when I when I type that up, I keep thinking: Is there a, a number after that? Is there something else? How could they come up with the best Twitter address in the history of a township? Amazing stuff. I mean, uh, Giuliani in New York would have wanted the same thing. You've I noticed it, Cody? York, have you? In the day, oh, it's it's extraordinary stuff. I mean, what do you think, Tobe? At Warrigal, fans, uh, it would have been tough. I've never noticed it. I just just the way you go with Twitter, and I couldn't tell you what mine was, let alone Warrigal's. Yeah. It's like saying that. It, well, that's like it's if true. Toby started a Twitter account. I'm, right now, he'd probably be Toby McKinnon eighty nine oh, well, or something. You'd, well, he, Toby, you can't Toby. get in there. No, but he couldn't tell you what is is because it was, of course, set up under the, one of the, the old acronym of the Australian Country Victorian yes. Trots and Harness Racing Clubs Initiative uh, Program, etc. Yes. One of the longest <laughs> I think it's the Trots Clubs Victoria now, which I think is a much more, uh, yes. much more user-friendly service. Now, Cody, uh, we haven't touched on uh, New South Wales. Toby, you're keen to talk about that. Let's talk. There's a couple of stars up there. Yeah, there's uh, the Alabar uh, New South Wales Breeders Challenge Finals uh, worth 125, 150. 
$150,000. A couple of star Victorians. Jillaby Nitro for Margan Jason Lee, yes. who's having a massive week. Jason Lee uh, goes around straw on the pole, a $1.25 favourite in the two-year-old Colts final. We've got Pelosi, who will go around the nominal favourite in the Phillies, but Key and Jackie will represent Marg Lee, and I think Glenn Craven might have the steer uh, in the Phillies final. Uh, Key and Liberty in our road to Mecca in the three-year-old Phillies representing Victoria. And then finally, mm. Lock and Var- Bar- Art. What barrier? Barrier one. Wowie. A horse has never deserved <laughs> barrier one more than Lock and Var- Art. Thank God it got it. I apologise to everyone else in the race, but I don't think anyone would disagree. It's a Victorian trifecta coming up there. Lock and Var- Art makes delight hard hitter. Uh, Len Smith-Mile is also on. I'll just keep racing through them, Cody. Jillaby Bandit. And I think Tell Me Tales, Major Dan's going to go around favourite. Tell Me Tales was outstanding last week, and I just got a funny feeling she could be right up to, into this race. Um, four-year-old finals, main one here, and this is one of my best for the weekend. Good time heaven for Courtney Slater, Mark Driscoll, and Glenn Craven. Drawn barrier 10, should come in a barrier 9. I think it'll work forward. She's too good for these. Loving the form component that we've introduced to this show through your uh, expertise there, Toby. I know the listeners are as well. A shout-out, you mentioned Jason Lee and the family down there at Tarang. A very special uh, win the other night, wasn't it, with Batman uh, Barry, who won uh, for the late Tony Chisholm, uh, who lost his uh, brave battle with cancer uh, last weekend, and that was just a very, very special win for all involved, and I know that Tony uh, Tony's family and friends would have really appreciated Appreciated uh, that performance and that win, and Jason Lee's salute, I think, said it all. Yeah, it was a fantastic uh, result for everyone concerned. Uh, it's a family horse, like the horse Tony bred, like the great Grandam, and he's been breeding horses out of it. Uh, it's the same family as his really good horse, Scott Patrick, that he had with uh, David Murphy and uh, Patty and Jason Lee. The, the, they've They've helped Tony Chisholm out for the last five years. They've they've gone above and beyond the call of duty over and over and over again, and there was nothing more fitting than seeing Jason win. And just Sunday. just wanted to mention um, this Sunday at Charlton Racing at Bendigo, it's the Jaja Cup. The definition there it's a it's a tribute to the local Indigenous community of Charlton. When they've had their meeting at Charlton, it's been celebrated in a bigger way. But there's still a, an acknowledgement this uh, Sunday. Bendigo with that cup meeting but uh, Gary Cooper keen to tell people to start booking because after this meeting at Bendigo on Sunday boys the next time Charlton race will be back to their home track in September which is great. Yeah looking forward to both this meeting coming up at the weekend the club does a great job with that but also Toby when the club returns it'll be with a bang. It will be with a bang and uh, they'll be back to build a new $4.2 million grandstand at uh, Charlton, which has uh, been a lot of community work going into that, be involving the footy club, the cricket club, the hockey club. So it'd be great to get back to Charlton. Yeah, can't wait. And just remember, of course, uh, before we go, Andrew, this Saturday night, it's all going to be happening on Trots Vision and the trots.com.au. Toby and I are going to be hosting the Barrier Draws live from uh, Melton. So if you can get along, make sure you get to the... Uh, to the, the main room there, formerly known as the Legends Cafe. Jump into that room uh, and make sure that you check it out live, but also we'll be streaming that via the website. Should be a great night of racing for the semi-finals as we do the barrier draws as well for the uh, grand finals. Terrific, and we'll look, look at it uh, next week on this show. We'll wrap it all up. But Toby and uh, Cody, thanks for being with us. Cheers, mate. Want to hear one out, one back again? Head to iTunes, our Facebook page and the podcast page at rsn.net.au.